Okay, friends, I'm going to invite you to return to your seats. We'll continue those conversations at the close of the service. Thanks, everyone. By the way, maybe just a, a thank you to, to Roy and, and the, the team that came together this morning, because that was a last-minute change, apparently. It was supposed to be. Yes, well done. Thank you. Um, I, I walked in and saw him and said, I don't think you're supposed to be here. He said Megan was sick, and she called last minute and asked if he could take that. So thank you. Thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Let's pray. We welcome you once again, Lord. You have welcomed us. You have invited us right in. We are not only without excuse, we, are, we have every opportunity to draw near. You have said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. We have that promise. And once again, we claim it this morning, Lord. So we come with your goodness, your benevolence, your grace, your mercy in mind. We come knowing that you are the one who gives good gifts. We come knowing that you are a good father who answers when his children ask. We come with that expectation and that hope because we know that you will not disappoint. Lord, we ask you to have your way through this time that in the the remainder of the service, you would be worshiped and glorified, that just as we have been doing that in song, we would now do it in posture and disposition, in attitude and interaction, in the ways that we listen, in the ways that we speak. We are looking forward to your ongoing work here, and we come with an attitude that says, Lord, we are so grateful for who you are. We are grateful that you share yourself with us. We are grateful that your good work has preceded us and has brought us to this point. So all of this is out of a response that says, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Help us be faithful with what you have given, the opportunities that we have, the gifts you have given us, the ways that you are at work, Help us be faithful, Lord. Help us return to you what you have invested in us. Help us return it with interest. So Lord, make us good and productive servants. May we come with that that strange and, and beautiful way that you call us servants and then you call us friends. Lord, may we serve out of friendship. May we worship you out of this incredible posture of recognition that that you are so far above us that we are just lowly and little people. And yet you, you have great compassion. And you give mercy every morning because yesterday's wasn't enough. And so we're here again to receive mercy. We're here again to receive help in times of trouble. 
We're here again to meet you and say, you'll be enough. And we'll trust you to be enough because you have provided, because you are provider, because you are helper. We don't come out of an attitude that says that we are entitled. We come knowing that we have no claim in and of ourselves. Except we know your word. We know that you are faithful. We know that you are the good father. We we know that we do not have to motivate you to be good toward your children. We know that everything that you do is out of perfect love and goodness. So we say thank you, Lord. Thank you for the ways that you've been at work here. In the Dream Center, on unity, in our own personal lives, Lord, we, we come and say thank you. You are good. Your love endures forever. And your faithfulness was seen this week. Whether we recognized it or not. Thank you, Lord. Would you continue to be faithful to the people that are on our hearts right now? Of Alexis, who needs improvement in eyesight. Lord, would you do more than doctors can, more than medication can? Think of Emma, who needs a touch in her brain as well as various places on her body. Lord, would you be healer? Think of Phil, who's gone far away, who needs your protection and your comfort. Does he prepares to be your hands and feet in a place of need. Think of Tabby, who's recovering and fighting infection at the same time. Lord, would you, once again, be healer and help? Lord, Lord, we pause for a moment and say, we have acknowledged you to be all these things we've been worshiping you for, all these things we've once again been naming before you, provider, friend, So Lord, we bring that understanding, we we bring that recognition of who you are and we pause and we name people before you now who also need your touch. Lord, we give you the rest of this time. May you have your way among us. Would you tune our ears to you? Would you give us soft hearts towards you? I pray that we would come with the humility that says, I need to be changed by you, Lord. I do. So we look forward to you being at work. Would you bless this time? In Jesus' name.
Amen. What on earth is that irritating distraction that started last week at his back again? It's a percolator? I'm percolating. <laughs> Honestly, like it's just driving me crazy. Okay. Which is ironic because I love coffee. Okay. This is a checkup Sunday, right? It's a different Sunday. Every once in a while, you have to go to the doctor for a checkup, right? Today is a checkup Sunday. So we're pausing John for a moment. Let me tell you a story. When I was about, I'm going to say 25, I had my Bible college degree in my pocket, my shelf or something like that. Finished Bible college in my three years, graduated. I'd started work on, on seminary already, so I, I'm entering in um, to the next level of study. Uh, I got a couple of those classes under my belt already. Uh, 25, Chantel and I have been married for a few years. Um, we're serving in a church. I'm, I'm serving, like I, I'm working full-time. I'm putting her through school. And um, our, our church was rather large, and I was leading one of a, a, a large group of people. We had a, um, a group that was primarily people that were around my age and stage, but some who are older as well, and, and I was one of the main leaders there in this group. And um, it was a wonderful time. God grew us in, in so many ways. Um, there was a lot of fruit coming out of this group, people just going deeper in their faith, um, connections being made uh, in the community. We were, we were serving in the community as well. People were, people were growing. Um, we had baptism at the close of the year. Um, it, it was just, it was beautiful. It was good. There were some deep friendships that, that were built and some deeper relationships with God. Um, it was wonderful. It was awesome. So keep this in mind. Like I have been, um, I've been studying I've been serving. My church has recognized me uh, as a leader. I, I, I had some gifting in that area, and I, I'm trying to serve with the gifts that I've got and the opportunities that I've been given, and it's going really well. Um, and, and a guy comes to me. Uh, he's sort of new to our group. He, he's older than I am. He, he's been a pastor before. He's now working in some other way, and I, I didn't know him really well. And he, he comes up to me, and he shares um, with me, he's like, I've got this vision of, of you like flying and there, there's light. And he's sort of going on and on about this. And I'm like, I don't have a sweet clue what to do with this. Not a clue. I'm a Bible college degree in my pocket. I was a mature enough Christian. I've been recognized as a leader by, by my church and given a position of leadership. I'm, I'm overseeing a, a large group of people. I don't know what to do with this. It, it, it's sort of this, we, we call it prophetic now. I, I didn't know what it was. Um, I, I mean, I, I could have come up with that word, but I didn't, didn't know what to do with it, right? So, okay, Bill, Maybe we could get together for coffee. You could tell me a little bit more. He essentially, when we get together for coffee, does the exact same thing, shares, shares the same thing, something about me flying, and, and there's colors and lights, and I can't even remember all of the images that came with this. I just sort of looked at me. I don't... Uh, like, that, that, that was basically my response. I, did, I didn't know what to do. So I, I, I went... 
I went back with, I think, maybe Sunday afternoon, a couple of days later, and we go to my parents' house for, for lunch in the afternoon. So my parents are mature Christians. They've been, a, they've been doing this a lot longer than me. They raised me in the faith and all of this. They've been elders and all of this kind of stuff, right? And I, I share this with them. This is what Bill shared with me, something about flying and light and this picture and that. And I'm like, so can you help me out? And they look at me and they're like, we just, no one knew what to do with it. No one knew what to do with it. Would you know? Would you know how to weigh, would you say that you personally know how to weigh a word from God? Whether your answer is yes or no, this this isn't a comment or an evaluation of your spiritual life, your spiritual maturity. Both myself at the time and my, my family as a whole were a group of spiritual leaders. We've been recognized by the church and given spiritual leadership and all that. We, we've been at this Jesus thing a long time, dearly loved Jesus, you know, growing in the faith and all that, had an active and growing relationship with God. You know, I'd read the whole Bible multiple times. I could quote C.S. Lewis to you, left, right, and center, like, like I'm the, you know, I'm hitting the marks, I guess. But someone shares this with me. That's like, so let me ask you. If someone were to share something like that with you, honestly, would you know what to do with it? Would you know how to weigh it? How many of you would say yes? I got two hands so far. Three, four. Why are most of you unsure? This is not a criticism in any way, not in the least. Remember, we're just doing checkup. It's not diagnosis, but what comes to mind? You'd know where you'd go to ask. Okay. That's a good thing. because it hasn't been a regular part of our worship. I had heard, you know, I, then at 25, had read it in here over and over again. I mean, my first year of Bible college, we were required to read the entire book and sign off saying that we had read this entire book before I could even go on to year two. I knew the book. But it hadn't been part of my experience in any way. And suddenly you realize that the difference between head knowledge versus actually practicing something are two very different things, which is a great way to be humbled. It was a humbling experience to sit in front of Bill. Yeah. Just, it, it wasn't part of my, my growing up. Why else? 
because it's me and I'm afraid I'll get it wrong. Dave, thank you so much for giving a really honest answer. I asked a, I asked a question and I appreciate that level of um, vulnerability and honesty. I'm afraid I'll get it wrong. What else? <laughs> I also love that honesty. Um, for those of you who didn't hear, Christina said, or I'm afraid I'll get it right and then I'll have to do something about it. Yep. Sarah? Uh-huh. Yes, yeah, so, so Sarah was saying that, um, you know, it's one thing for someone to say, um, you know, Ben, I, I think God's saying that you should go um, visit so-and-so this week. That's, that's specific, right? But when it's images, suddenly this requires a different level of, of interactivity. Of what, what, where do you go when someone says, I see you flying in this color and that? And it's like, well, that's new and unexpected. What do you, what do, you do with that, right? Suddenly it, it's not so easy all of the time, right? Why else? Why is it hard to weigh a word? You don't trust yourself. Yep. Yep, so similar to what Dave was saying, right? Yep. Isaiah. Sorry? It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Isaiah and I are reading a book right now um, uh, on hearing God and, and scripture and, and um, prophecy as well. But um, there's this story that I came upon in our, our chapter the other week. <clears throat> and in it, um, a, guy, uh, a guy has had an, an injury on a bike. He's fallen off. He got a concussion. He was years in recovery, um, scared of crowds and all of this. <clears throat> and the author says that... Um, the author himself had been running this large Christian conference and he sees his friend who'd been injured on the bike finally come in and he'd been receiving prayer. And so the author goes over to him and says, Hey, I think his name is Jono. Hey, Jono, so great to see you. Um, glad you're here again. And he says, yeah, it's been a really long time since I've been at the, uh, anything like this because, um, you know, I've, I've been afraid of crowds and I, I'm just working through this injury and all of that. And he says, but someone just shared with me an, an image while they were praying. They said, um, without knowing me, they said, I, I saw this picture of a bike going downhill and then suddenly everything went dark. Does that mean anything to you? And the guy who'd been injured says, well, that's me. The guy who praying didn't know. He didn't know whether it was, um, you know, history or or some sort of metaphor, right? So um, the author says to the guy who had, who'd gotten that picture while praying for this stranger, "Well, how sure were you that that was God?" And the the stranger says, "About ten percent." And so he asks his friend John, "How?" Now, how happy are you that this guy took a risk on 10%? He says, 100%, because he'd felt seen 
and known by God in that moment. There's value in this. It involves taking risk, even when we're not sure if we can trust ourselves or if we're going to get it right. Does someone have something to share? Thank you, Shelley. Well done. You know what healing prayer is, guys? Healing prayer is guiding someone through learning uh, into learning to have an interaction with God and have God speak life and direction and healing into that person's life at the points where they need it. It hinges on hearing God. There, there's no healing that happens without hearing God in healing prayer. Is that an overstatement for those of you who who do this? No, that is not an overstatement. In fact, we get stuck when people don't hear. You see how important learning to hear God is? Do you see the payoff? I couldn't sing that song, I'm no longer a slave for fear, until he dealt with me and healed me. I shouldn't say dealt with me, until he he met me and healed me, as Shelley just said. But healing prayer involves learning, learning to hear, and then learning to weigh. I might come back to that. Does anyone want to say? That's my fault. I just assume these things are always on. There you go. No, I, I just wanted to share something because it's relevant to kind of where we're physically at today. Some of you may have heard this, but I, I want to share it. And I want to weigh it with you guys. And because I believe it's, it's actually to us. Um, so five years ago, this place was just bought. It was still a nightclub. It had just been a nightclub. There were still drinks and cigarette butts on the floor. And this, where we're sitting, was the dance floor. And uh, a guy named Wes Giesbrecht, who most of us know, he had invited in this group um, to come and, and share about, it was about business. It was called Heaven and Business. And it was about, if you're in business, you're a ministry leader. Uh, and, and, and you still have a ministry, and you, you still are. And, and they, they walk in things like weighing words and prophetic words, and all these things that was very foreign to me four, five years ago, I, I, I never started to pursue it. And there was a lot of things that were, um, that were really hard for me as they were talking as a Baptist kind of guy that grew up. And so anyways, we're in this space and they had a worship team up front and they're worshiping and we were worshiping and um, I was kind of at the back by myself and as we were worshiping, I got this vision. And I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen something before like this. Um, I know I have since, but I, I, anyways, it doesn't matter. What I saw was, was I saw this, this place, the Dream Center, and there was two doors in the front. And I was looking at it from like across the street. And there was a lineup coming outside the door 
of people trying to get in, and it was all the way down this door. It was all the way down Gates Ave, as far as you could see. And out the other door, it was heading south down Gates Ave, as far as you can see, and people were trying to pour in. And the, the words forgiveness was over top of the doors, lit up. And there was two lights, like the lights you see at, the, at a premiere of a, of a movie that shine spotlights, that shine straight up in the air. And they were crossing, and they were over top. They were kind of in front of the building, and they were going back and forth, and it was forgiveness. And people were pouring in to this place. Um, I remember <laughs> the Lord had this vision uh, that he gives me during worship, and I, and I feel this nudge to, to, to share it. And uh, at this point, I'm not comfortable sharing what I just seen. Um, and so they, we, we broke for lunch, and then there was going to be time after lunch, and then it was done at the end of the weekend. And I just, the, the fear part or whatever part of me is like, oh, okay, I'm going home. When we break at lunch, I am out of here. Uh, I'm not sharing this in front of people I don't know. And so I go out to my vehicle out here and I turn the keys and there's nothing. I got absolutely nothing. I cannot leave. Um, and I felt the Lord say, no, no, you, you got to go back in and share this with these people because this is what I'm going to do. Um, and at this point, they had just bought this place. Like it wasn't the dream center yet. I, I don't even know if that was even a possibility. Um, and so I, I ended up having to come back in and the Lord put it on my heart and, and, I, and I shared it with these people. And again, I, I weighed it with these people, right? I, I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what this is. I don't know when this is, but I weigh it. And so I, I share that with you guys to say, I, I don't know. Sometimes I think we get we get, we get a partial something, right? I get a picture, but weighing it, as Ben's talking about, is, is somebody else will get another piece. Somebody else will say, actually, I, I see this, or I, I see that. Um, and so I think weighing a word takes a community because you're right, Joel, and you're right, Dave. We could get it wrong by ourselves. This isn't a solo effort. This is something that we have to buy into as a community and we need everybody's gifts and everybody's ability um, because this isn't, this isn't a solo job. It's not done by the pastor. We can't just weigh words with Ben and ask Ben to, do, to, to, to lay out the revelation. Um, it could be kids. It, yeah, so I, I just... Anyways, I, I, I weigh that word with you guys, that picture that I've seen. What does it mean? Will there really be people pouring into this place for forgiveness? What's our role in that? Why are we here now? i seen that five years ago coming to a thing. Why are we here now? What does God have in store for us to be a part of what I've seen? Why did I see it? I don't know. But I weigh that word with you guys. I, I weigh what, what, what is he going to do? And how do we partner with that? 
I don't know. But I weigh that with you guys. Let's pause for a moment and wait. Okay. Someone have something they would like to share? They often start with, I think, not thus saith the Lord. Kristen just said that Jesus will back up what he gives in a prophetic word, picture, or something else, with something in his written word. Okay. Thanks, Kristen. Thanks, Sheila. It's a good point and one that you see in his word over and over again that um, when God speaks through an individual, that individual often does not have the time stamp of when word A will be fulfilled. They can be after they're dead and gone. Yep. So how do you recognize that this particular word needs to stay on the shelf or go in the fridge, to put it that way, because it's for a little bit later? Sheila had asked, um, she said, you know, I don't know, did you, did you ever figure out what Bill had shared with you? No. And the reason was because I didn't know what to do with it. So, Jesus says, That man shall not live by bread alone, but by every what? And see, the problem is that we're English speakers. And English speakers are limited to only one word for the word word. It's the word word. Greek has two different words for the word word. And they use them in different contexts. So we talk about this as the word of God, but if they were talking about the written word of God, they would use the word logos. Logos is not the word Jesus uses when he says man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Jesus uses the word rhema, which is always a spoken word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every spoken word. From the mouth of God. Now, clearly, God did speak this, but it goes beyond that. And what happened that day with my brother Bill was that I was given a rhema, a spoken word from the Lord, potentially, right? And it's compared to bread, food, right? I was given something that was potentially food. And what I did was I put it on the table and I didn't know what to do with this. Is this food to be eaten now? Is this food to be eaten later? Is this food that I can simply consume in the moment? Do I have to take it into the kitchen and prepare it 
for a little bit? Do I have to put it on shelf or in fridge so that it stays in the proper place until such time as that word is needed? And see, I didn't have the training, the experience, the exposure to know what to do with it. And so my food sat on the table and decomposed, which is really too bad, right? I might have needed that, but I didn't know what to do with it. I think what we're admitting here is that we are all learning in this. Some of us have had a little bit more experience than others. Some of us are very, very tentative and unsure. We have seen God weigh words and confirm words here in the moment. We've seen it. Remember Cigarette Butt Sunday? Corporately, we weighed a word. We discovered that God can and does confirm words among the congregation together. And Sheila mentioned that earlier on, that I don't always know what to do with this, but I know where I can go. Other people can, can help me with that. We, we, we've seen it. We saw it happen at the AGM where the council said, the, the Lord is leading us in this direction. We are going to be a place that, that doesn't just say we are open to the Lord moving in these ways, but that we are going to become a place that fosters this. And the Lord confirmed it in the moment with a dream that then got interpreted, given and then interpreted right in the moment. I confirmed exactly what we just said. God has shown us that we can do this corporately, and I know we can. But if you're me at 25, and your bill says to you, I think this is from the Lord. Will you know how to weigh it? Will it expire on the table? I think what Checkup Sunday has revealed is that the Lord has been working and speaking, gifting people in different areas, showing that and reminding us we can do this together. There, there are the gifts in this room right now in operation to do it together. But at the personal level, I think what I'm, I'm picking up is that there are more on the side of we don't, we're not quite sure that we're ready to, to weigh words individually. So have some grace for us as the Lord does some preparation work among us and we... Um, We revisit things that we've talked about because we've talked about this stuff, right? But it's one thing to to have the head knowledge and it's another thing to have the, we're learning how to do this. And I am taking the tools that I see on Sunday morning and then going in and using them myself. So have some grace. If some of this topic sort of drives you crazy, um, well, you might be missing some food. Um, but I, I think what, what we've seen here is that we have, God is inviting us into to grow in this area so that we can help others. 
can draw closer to him. So the, what Joel shared here, um, we'll be able to take home privately and say, Lord, what are you saying about this? So we'll know whether to remember that word and file it away somewhere or whether it'll be, you know, when, I don't keep every word I've heard. Some of them just end up in the bin because I didn't hear it right. But we will, we, will be, we will grow and be nourished the more that we learn to say, that's food. Let's keep that food. Might not be for today. Maybe it goes in the fridge. Maybe it goes in the freezer. But that's food. I don't have all the answers to it yet. But I know that that's food. We'll see more people healed. Can we pause for a moment again? Lord, what do you want to do with Checkup Sunday and with us? You said many good things. I'll try and paraphrase them and and parrot them back for the sake of those who maybe couldn't hear. Um, One was that all food has bones, right? This is steak, but steak comes with bones. All right, so you, you have to chew, you have to be careful, and you have to take what's yours and leave what isn't. Um, you, you said that their um, words, while they may be for the future, often still have a present application, and then drew the analogy of the, uh, or reminded us of what Joel shared about the, the forgiveness being over the door, and that we still have the responsibility to ask, um, what's my part in this right now, even as I continue to chew and weigh and, and um, save the leftovers for the next day as well. Um, you also demonstrated that what, what, every church is, what every church need needs has already been given and that it, it's somewhere else in the room. We, we don't have it all. I need you. You need me. We need this. And then we all need to learn to engage with it together. Um, It's one of the fascinating things of going through, you know those churches in Revelation, Jesus has something to say to each one of them, but every single one of them has what they need. It's available to them in the moment. Jesus never sends them somewhere else and says, you're missing this, go there. You're missing what's actually in front of you. And it's already been given. And this is one of those things that's been given. Um, I, I went a little bit off track there. Did I, did I catch what you were saying? Is there anything else, I'm, anything I missed? Yeah, so thank you, Joel, for sharing that because walking through those doors every day should, every Sunday should remind us of forgiveness because that, you know, it's so funny how we ended up here, right? And we went through a, how many weeks of forgiveness did we do? For those of you who were here at the church at that time, and we, we spoke on forgiveness, I think it was like 15 weeks long. And we had, I'm, I'm sure we had 15 or more Um, people go and offer forgiveness or extend apologies to other people. 
Um, but that still works. Still, that work continues to need to happen. And so that may well be one thing that God wants us to hear today is don't forget forgiveness um, because it is, it's foundational to the community's life, to the work that God wants to do here, not just among the, the clients here, but among the worshipers here as well. Lord, we wait some words, and you are at work. We have some homework to do, and you will be at work. We have seen you and heard you being at work, and we say thank you. Lord, would you, would you make us exemplary, exemplary people and an exemplary church? that obeys Paul's words, saying, do not despise the prophetic words. Hold on to what is good and let go of everything that isn't. Lord, would you make us a church that is nourished by all of the word, the words that you are speaking May we never go outside the bounds of Scripture. But then within the bounds of Scripture, would you make us people who learn to recognize your voice, weigh it personally with you, with others whom we respect? Would you grow us in this? And I thank you, and I praise you, that you have been at work in this family to such a degree that we're actually having this conversation. We're actually recognizing at times that you are speaking and doing these things. We're saying we're not going to reject them outright. And we're saying, Lord, we need to learn. We need to grow in this. Because we want to respond well to you. I think of the way that Jeff Gowdy talked about that horse being led the other week. The horse that that farmer trusted so much that he only needed to nudge him. Lord, would you make us people that will do exactly what you want because we know your nudge? Lord, would you, would you heal and repair where there has been damage among us personally around this topic. I pray for forgiveness that we would extend to each other as we, as we stumble learning to walk. Lord, in particular, would you, would you remind us of that forgiveness word and the light for this place so that we become people of light, so that we become people who extend forgiveness, so that we become people who will encourage others to go through those doors.
Lord, thank you for your, your interactive nature. We love you, Lord. Would you guide us forward in this and glorify Jesus in the process? In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. Bless you. Thank you for being here. Have a great week.